Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So I got the craziest, and I do mean nuttiest call, voicemail, a text, and an email from a New York Times reporter by the name of Davey Alba. Um, Folks, they're in a panic. They are in an absolute panic, the media, about us covering the Democrats and the liberal groups call for a coup and a, quote, street fight after the election. Keep in mind, the story isn't about the Democrats' calls for violence. The story they're trying to write through your case is about us, me and Mark Levin, exposing it. I'm not kidding. Well, she picked the wrong guy to tinker with, of course. Um, I got that story today. I've got some really killer stuff. I left out about the Spygate thing next week. Folks, it was a setup the whole time. I'm going to prove it to you today. Um, I also want to talk about my theory about the debates, why they're working for Trump, and how another media outlet is now picking up on some of my commentary, whether they know it or not. I said the same thing. Today's show brought to you by Express VPN. Protect your online activity while you're surfing the web from prying eyeballs. Get a VPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino today. Don't wait. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show on this Friday. Gosh, it's good to be back home after that uh, procedure up in New York. Producer Joe, good to have you back. How are you today? Fine, sir. Well, it's Friday, <laughs> and I'm so and glad that you're back, yes. dude, my brother. I there know. you go. Yeah. I know. I know. You missed the show. We missed yes, you. I did. And again, in your worst 1960s game Absolutely. show voice, I always need to hear that on Friday, even <laughs> no under worst. these. <laughs> troubling conditions. Um, so we got a lot to talk about today. Let's get right, right to it. Uh, good to hear Joe back in the mix. The show's not the same without you. Thank Today's you. show brought to you by my friends at Magic Spoon. We actually ate this this morning. Why? Because I wanted to feel good. And I just want to eat something that tasted really spectacular. I'm not kidding. Hey, growing up, breakfast cereal, right? It was one of the best parts of being a kid. But I gave it up, probably for the same reasons you did. It's full of sugar and junk. Just look on the back. You really shouldn't be eating that stuff. Not Magic Spoon. Magic Spoon is spectacular. It's delicious. It's my go-to. And it has this. Zero sugar, 11 grams of protein, only three net grams of carbs in each serving. You're not even going to think it's possible. It has four flavors. They're all spectacular. We all have different favorites here. Cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry. It tastes amazing. Honestly, it appears too good to be true, but it's not. It is true. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. Absolutely spectacular. The best tasting cereal out there. Go to magicspoon.com slash Bongino to grab a variety pack and try it today. The only downside is you're going to be buying it now forever, all the time. You're not going to be able to get enough of it. It's that good. Be sure to use our promo code Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O at checkout to get free shipping. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, the spectacular taste of it. It's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. If you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions even asked. You're not going to You're going to want more. Go to magicspoon.com slash Bongino. Use code Bongino for free shipping. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring the podcast and for, for producing my new favorite cereal. It's fantastic. Magicspoon.com. Use uh, magicspoon.com slash Bongino. Promo code Bongino for free shipping. All right, Joe, let's go. There it is. Oh. Let Joe use the electronic bell. Yes. I had to give him a little bit of a finger pointer there yes, because we got did. a nice gift from our friend Kenny who sent us a vintage boxing bell. Thank you, Kenny. That was very nice oh, of you. Man. So if yeah. Joe's electronic bell ever fails, we have the... Oh, yes! We now have 
an electronic Kenny Bell will have to go to the <laughs> Kenny, Kenny Bell, Bell for backup. So we have had issues with the electronic bell before. So More thank Kenny you, Kenny. Bell. More All right. Kenny Bell. Yeah, yeah, the Kenny Bell. We need the Kenny More Bell. Just Kenny like we Bell. have Jay's abacus. Remember Jay? Jay sent us yeah. the abacus years ago. Now we have Kenny's cool, Bell. Cool, babe. Um, folks, one quick super thank you. Um, despite, obviously, um, my book could not have come out at a worse time. I had to have that procedure done to remove that tumor this week. This was the launch week of my book. We couldn't change it. Um, despite the fact that I've done no media on this book whatsoever because Paul and I were preoccupied with um, other things, uh, you all drove the book to number four on Amazon. Number four with zero PR at all. No media, nothing. You all, I owe you an enormous debt of gratitude. There's another review. There's now like 27 or 30 of them up now. This is an actual quote. You can go to Amazon and look yourself. Uh, all quote, all caps, epic, amazing book. <laughs> Curious about the truth about the anti-Trump cabal? Boom, here it is. Read only this if you care about the truth. The reviews are coming in. People love it. My book is called Follow the Money. Out now, available on Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and bookstores everywhere. I really appreciate it. I didn't want to let the publisher down. It's my, it's my favorite book yet. I told you when I read it for the Audible, I, 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 this is hands down my best book yet. The chapter on the Obama fixer alone and what Obama knew is worth your time. That's the chapter that seems to be setting the world on fire as the book just rockets up the chart. So thank you for your support. Follow the money available now. All right, let's get to some content here because this is important. So I get this call from a New York Times reporter, um, a woman by the name of Davy Alba, who uh, uh, just specializes in ridiculosities. I mean, I, I she, had a, she protected her Twitter account after I exposed what she was doing. Um, this is a woman who has tweeted that she couldn't find many violent episodes of Antifa or something like that. I'm like, oh, yeah. what? that's some reporting you did right there. Nice work reporting. Um, so she reached out and I know what she's doing. She reached out to me and Mark Levin and others. And what she wants to do is just so you're clear. And so we work, we're getting, we're again, we print it. We have, we buy ink by the barrel too here. So she's, this is asymmetric warfare here, right? She's trying to write a piece that we're stirring the pot before the election and agitating and causing violence by exposing leftist calls for violence. If you're sitting here pulling your hair out, the remaining strands some of us have left, who knows how much of this I'll have left in the future. If you're yanking out going, wait, she's writing a story about you fomenting violence by exposing the left fomenting, fomenting violence. Yes. Yeah, trust me, that's the angle. Because it's the New York Times. They're not serious reporters. These are the same pee-pee hoaxers who told you collusion was real. They're, 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 these people have double-digit IQs. This is an actual story <laughs> they're about to I'm telling you, that's going to be the angle. So here's the text she sent me. It's, you know, it all comes out. They always do this, by the way. They write these ridiculous, this is my actual phone, a screenshot. And they write these milk toast texts making you believe they're trying to do reporting and fact-finding. You know what I'm saying, Joe? So this is, here's the text. Boy. I'll read it to you. Hi, Dan. I wanted to be in touch about a story I'm writing for the New York Times, which is when I tuned it out. After I saw that, I was done. Now, about this growing rumor on social media that there could be a Democrat-led coup on election day. It's not a rumor. I actually quote the Democrats calling for a coup. She goes on. I saw that you posted a couple of videos about this. I just wanted to reach out and ask for comment from you on your videos. That's not what she's doing. That's not what she's doing. 
Guarantee. I'm going to expose when the article comes out, I'll expose her next week and embarrass her further. If she writes a fair piece, <laughs> great. More power to you. But Joe and I both know, right, Paula? We know we know exactly what she's doing. Yes. We actually quote Democrats calls for a street fight, a coup. I'm going to show you the stuff now in case you think we're making this up. And she's going to blame it on us. Yeah. Republicans for exposing the Democrats coup. And what really has her freaked out is the interview I did. Oh, was that yesterday's show? Thursday's show? I'm losing track of the week because we pre-recorded. That was yesterday's, right? Yesterday's show, Thursday of this week, episode 1365. We interview Michael Anton, who wrote the piece in American Mind called The Coming Coup, where he lines out line by line the Democrats' actual calls for a street fight and post-election chaos. That interview yesterday went nuclear. Nuclear. That show went crazy yesterday, which is interesting because we taped a lot of it in advance. The beginning we taped yesterday morning. It's freaking them out that we're exposing the liberals' calls for violence and chaos. It has them terrified because it destroys their whole narrative, Joe. And what's their narrative? You conservatives are you violent, nationalist, white supremacist, kooky, racist nutjobs. It's not us. That's them. Mm-hmm. That's it. They're the racists and the violent ones. And they don't like it that I have 2.4, 2.5 million, whatever followers on Twitter, 1.3 million on Parler, a million five on Facebook, and that my account speaks the truth. And my Facebook account the other day, we had the five, one, two, three, four, and five most popular Facebook posts in the entire country. It's driving them wild. They're like, what do you mean? We're the New York Times. We can't beat Dan Bonds. You don't know you can't. No. You can't. Too bad. So sad. Maybe if you told the truth, you'd have better luck. So that was Davey Alba's text to me. I responded back, of course, with an interesting text. Um, <laughs> that's up on my social media accounts. Saying, I find it quite bizarre. You're calling me for comment about leftist calls for violence. Why not call the leftists? I'm, I'm just asking. And I said, and by the way, it's not a rumor they're calls for violence. They're actual quotes. Bingo. You know, quotes, quote, quotation marks, right, Joe, what they've actually said? Oh, yeah, man. You may say, Dan, they're not quotes. They're not calling for violence. You're just making that up. Okay, let's produce the receipts. Davey Alba won't cover any of this, by the way. Here is the Transition Integrity Project, a, a, a liberal-led, these are prominent liberals, by the way. These are not small-time, like, ham and eggers. These are prominent liberals who are running this project, the TIP, the Transition Integrity Project, where inside their own documents that have been released, they're calling for a street fight. Now, who's it being run by? Let's look. Oh, Rosa Brooks, former George Soros uh, confidant there, and a guy named Nils Gilman. They launched the Transition Integrity Project in December of 2019 to focus on mitigating threats to democracy. Yeah, that's hilarious. Sure. Okay, so again, this is their document, just so you're all aware, because I know Davey Alba's desperate to cover all this up. This is the Transition Integrity Project run by two leftists, Rosa Brooks and Nils Gilman. This is their own document indicating they're running it. That's their document, not mine. Again, this is called reporting for Davey, a disinformation specialist in and of herself. So here's Nils Gilman, the guy I just showed you from their own report running this project, calling for a street fight, not a legal one after the election. I'll get to that in a minute. Here's Nils Gilman's own Twitter account calling for the death of Michael Anton, who exposed the Transition Integrity Project and who we interviewed on yesterday's show. This is Jeez. his actual Twitter account. 
at Nils underscore Gilman, quote, Michael Anton is the Robert Breselak of our times and deserved the same fate. Breselak was a Nazi sympathizer who was executed. Now, Davey will do no reporting on this, so this is of no interest to him. That's his actual Twitter account. The founder of the Liberal Transition Integrity Project calling for a street fight, not a legal one, after the election. That's a quote. We'll get to that in a second, too. We always produce the receipts here, folks. That's the guy's actual Twitter account calling for the death of people like Michael Anton, who I interviewed and who exposed what they were doing in their calls for a coup. I promise none of that will be in Davy's story. If it is, we will tip our hats and cover it. I mean that. If she wants to be an honest reporter and do it, I will sincerely tip my cap. And maybe I shouldn't be, maybe she will write an honest piece. If she does, congratulations, I will cover it fairly. I'm just telling you, ladies and gentlemen, conservatives like me and Levin have been burned by the New York slimes a million times when you think they're actually doing reporting and what they're doing is a hit piece. You know, on Parlor every morning, I do teases for the show, exclusive video teases on my Parlor account. I'm at D. Bongino over there. And this morning I said, this is a typical Republicans pounce story. Michael Anton and I have done yeoman's work in exposing the Democrats' calls for a coup and violence after the election. Some of them using that actual word, mm -hmm. evidence forthcoming. And instead of the story being about the Democrats, open calls for violence and a coup, the story becomes about the Republican response to it. Republicans pounce. You know the headlines. Republicans pounce on Democrats transition yeah. integrity, but not the story about the transition integrity. Right. So I joked this morning, Davy Alba's story appears to be media pounces on Dan Bongino pouncing on media Republican pounce story. That's her angle. <laughs> it's not to expose the transition integrity project. It's to distance you from it and write a story about our response to it as if we're the instigators. And by the way, they're writing this story the New York Times, because they want us uh, they want us basically sanctioned from Twitter and Facebook because my Facebook account is typically on any given day the most popular Facebook account in the country based on just posts or one of them. So they want us taken on only because we're exposing the truth using actual quotes. This is the new Soviet Union Pravda. Suppress the truth in favor of a false narrative. She's doing that. I'm telling you that's what she's doing. They're terrified that we're exposing their actual words. You don't believe me that the Transition Integrity Project in their own paperwork called for a street fight, not a legal one? Here's their own paperwork. Read it for yourself. They have block number one, plan for a contested election. They have four bullets on this slide here. Here's bullet number two. Again, folks, I'm just reading a quote. I'm sure Davey won't cover any of this. Or she'll, what she'll do is she won't cover it honestly. What she'll try to do is she'll try to put take the edge off this and say, oh, they're just kidding. This is a quote, folks. This is called reporting in journalism. Quote in their plan for a contested election. Planners need to take seriously the notion that this way may, be, may well be a street fight, not a legal battle. Technocratic solutions, courts, and a reliance on elites observing norms are not the answer here. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a direct quote. Those are not my words. I've never called for a street fight, God forbid. 
all we've done on this show for five years is to warn you of the horrors of actual violence when it comes to your door. Have we not? Do you not listen to the show? I've called out people on any side of the political spectrum who think violence is the solution here. Yet they're calling for a street fight, not a legal one, a quote. And Davey seems more concerned about my response to it. Don't write about me. I don't need to be in your crappy paper. It's a tabloid anyway. You thought the pee-pee hoax was real. Write about them. Write about them. Why are, you con- why are you concerned about my response to it? What about your response to it? By the way, we wrote a story about Davey Alba this morning on Bongino.com. Is it up yet? Let me check. If it's up, I'll put it up in the show notes. Matt Palumbo wrote, I guarantee you, Bongino.com, we get more traffic on our story. It's not up yet than they do on their New York Times story. Guaranteed. Because Bongino.com is the quickest growing conservative website in the country. Not kidding. We're up 737%. We'll probably do more traffic on that story than she does on hers. We buy ink by the barrel too. Too bad. Now, I told you I'd produce evidence here using the Democrats' own words that they are the ones calling for a coup and violence. You just saw it. You just saw it calling for the execution of Michael Anton, calling for a street fight. I've got more. Let me get to my um, second sponsor before I get to that. But ladies and gentlemen, I'll never leave you dangling out there. This show is fact-based and evidence-based. We are genuinely concerned about what Democrats are doing to foment violence because we can't stand the thought of that. That's why. Our second sponsor today, I get a ton of emails on. I'm always happy to have them. Vincero, there's one right there. Love it. There's the Altitude. I have the Chrono S2. This is my personal fave, the Altitude with the blue face and the brown leather band. You see me wearing this one sometimes too with the black band, uh, Altitude with the blue face. I like the blue faces. Joe has one too. He has the Altitude with the green band. Paula has some too. A watch should be something that you look forward to putting on every day. And that's how I feel about Vincero. Their watches are the best. They're dedicated to the craft. They put in the time and effort into crafting timepieces that you can wear each and every day. I love this watch. It makes you feel good. It's a great looking watch. I get tons of compliments on it. People email me all the time. What watch are you wearing when you're on TV or on your show? I talk about this brand all the time because I love what they look like. This is my, I can I call this the badass Dan Bongino watch? I know it's called the Altitude, but I, I just like it. It has a very like, I don't know, like G.I. Joe feel to it. I like it. I was a G.I. Joe fan growing up. Head on over to VinceroWatches.com slash Bongino. Chop their watches at a discount if you visit my link. With Vincero, there's no brand name markup, no big time price tag. Stop wasting money. These overpriced watches, it makes no sense. They don't even look as nice as these. Their promise to you is simple, solid, well-made, awesome products you'll enjoy wearing. Vincero offers free shipping, 30-day returns, and guarantees your watch for two years. This is why they have over 22,000 five-star reviews. You won't find a better made watch for the price anywhere. I love the altitude. It's bold. Makes a statement. It's a watch I recommend to everyone. Like I said, these are watches you'll enjoy wearing every single day. If you don't, with Vincero, will make it right. That's their promise. If you don't love it, they'll make it right by you. Go to uh, go shop Vincero. Go to V-I-N-C-E-R-O watches.com slash Bongino. <coughs> Excuse me. Do not pay full price on these bad boys. Go to my link now. Vincero watches.com slash Bongino. Pick out your favorite watch. Get a great discount right now. It's the easiest purchase you'll make all year. Again, Vincero watches.com slash Bongino. You're going to love it. Um, just uh, one quick note, folks. Uh, excuse me for uh, coughing and a lot of the the procedure on my um, 
um, on the on my neck. I've had to clear my throat a lot, so if it gets annoying during the show, I'm I'm really sorry. I have some water and stuff. If you uh, give me a second, um, you know, it might take a few days. They were near my vagus nerve and stuff, so um, forgive me for that. Hey, we'll take a break after the next one, all right? Sorry, Paula. You want to take a break now? Okay. I'm uh, always, my wife usually, she gave, I just blew right past her signal there. She gives me a, usually a heads up so we can do The reason we do that, by the way, is so we can stop recording and send the recording over advance so the rumble video gets up sooner. We'll do it after the next one. Yeah, she's a, she's good like that. All right. Showing you again, we're going to produce the evidence that Davy Alba is, I'm telling you, her story they're writing is about us. It's not about the Democrats' calls for violence. The Wall Street Journal has a great piece up by Senator Ron Johnson from Wisconsin this morning. Um, and again, the, uh, you know, the evidence is everywhere about the Democrats' calls for a coup. If your eyes are open, if your eyes aren't open and you're looking to write false narratives and Teddy Ruxpin fairy tales, put a quarter in your back and Davey Alba will tell you a story, then yeah, you're going to be blind to all this. Hmm. Um, the title of the article by Ron Johnson is An American Coup Attempt. Time may be running out to expose the effort to overthrow Trump, which began before his election. Ron Johnson's piece is excellent. He talks about all the coup attempts, Spygate, the deep state leaks of President Trump's conversations with foreign leaders, the fake Ukraine hoax, uh, the media being co-conspirators and the collusion hoax lie, which was an obvious lie from the beginning. But he also brought something up that candidly I had forgotten about. This is one of the key Democrat lawyers in the impeachment hoax, a guy by the name of Mark Zaid, who had tweeted this out right after the impeachment hoax. This is from the Wall Street Journal piece. Again, Davey's probably not going to bring any of this up. She thinks we're making this up, this coup thing. He says their actions can only be described as an attempted coup. This is Ron Johnson. As the Ukraine whistleblower's own attorney, Mark Zaid, did in a January 30th, 2017 tweet. Hashtag coup has started. First of many steps. Hashtag rebellion. Hashtag impeachment will follow ultimately. Ladies and gentlemen, again, these are their words. The fake whistleblower's own attorney is tweeting out about a coup and a rebellion. Those are his words. They're not our words. And yet Davey Alba and the New York Times are more interested in our response to their calls for a literal coup. I Listen, I know we'll be banned by YouTube today or demonetized by YouTube because they don't like us exposing the left's own words. It's fine. Twitter will probably ban it soon. They're already, uh, if you, I, every morning I, I tweet how Obama's the most corrupt president in U.S. history. I put it on Twitter and Parler. Did you see that? Parlor, no problem. It gets tons of engagement. Twitter, they're sanctioning hashtag Obamagate. <laughs> I know you'll you'll hide this show. They are, Joe. I'm not even kidding. I just got a yeah, I got a whole diagram out today. Yeah. How they're keeping Obamagate hidden as a hashtag. Fine. You do your thing. I have Rumble and I have Parlor because I always come prepared. We're only using their own words, folks. Street fight talking about Robert Breslak, who was executed when we're referencing Michael Anton to expose her coup. Literally talking about a rebellion and a coup. Literally, not figuratively. They're words. They're words. It's not mine. And again, the New York Times seems really concerned about my response to it. Now, what are they really doing? And what happened yesterday that really hyped this up a lot? And now the New York Times sees an angle. Again, they, there's no connection between any of these events I'm about to describe, us and the coup attempt at all. 
But the New York Times needs an out. They need an out to make the story about the Democrats' own calls for a coup about Republicans. So what do they do? They need a narrative, a storyline. Oh, they found one. The Washington Examiner piece. Check this out. So yesterday, there was a plot broken up to kidnap and potentially worse uh, the governor of Michigan, uh, Democrat uh, Governor Gretchen Whitmer. A Washington Examiner by Eddie Scary. Here's the narrative, folks. Media and Gretchen Whitmer struggle to connect Trump to the kidnapping plot. Now, folks, I texted this to the New York Times reporter, and I'll say this now, and this is as serious as a heart attack. I spent most of my Secret Service career protecting Democrats and Republicans. I know you know that. I don't like, you know, I hate to keep bringing it up, but it's important for this moment. I'm not going to be lectured by any fake reporter at the New York Times about what it takes to put your politics aside and call out evildoers and do everything you can to prevent the types of things that were dreadfully being planned against Gretchen Whitmer. If you dare, this is a warning to the New York Times right now. You know I have, no, I have a lot of money and a lot of time. I have no problem losing. I got a, I, uh, we sued the Daily Beast. Didn't work out as we planned. Okay, I'm telling you right now, if you write a piece where you dare attach my good name after my career to these lunatics that were plotting to kidnap the governor of Michigan, it, you will have the biggest lawsuit in human history up against you. I don't care if I lose or not. You are going to pay lawyers for that because that would be libelous beyond belief. It's abhorrent. A kidnapping plot, period. No sane person would ever sanction such stupidity, illegality, and moral depravity. But the governor of Michigan, and I feel for her and her family, that's scary. Forget the politics. That's scary to hear that. But to come out in front of a microphone and try to pin this on Donald Trump? What is wrong with you? Donald Trump's name is nowhere in that indictment at all against these uh, alleged kidnappers who were proposing this plot. And it was Donald Trump's Justice Department and FBI that, well, our Justice Department, but under Donald Trump, that broke up this plot. Oh, and one more angle for you. And I have an article by Red State in the show notes. I encourage you to read it. The alleged kidnappers and plotters of this scheme are on video talking about how Donald Trump is the enemy. So please tell me again how this has anything to do with Trump the Republicans or anyone. Uh, one more time, please. Again, if you were honest, which you're not, you'd acknowledge that these people were lunatics who hated Trump too. But you won't because what they want to do now is they want to tie conservatives like me exposing the Democrat coup to these lunatics, suggesting that it was us. Follow me. This may, Joey, I'm going to need you as the audience I, on Buzz. Paula going. filled in for you yeah. for the left, but you're back. Yeah, You're back. Thank you. Okay, yeah. Paula filled in. She did a good job. She gave the thumbs up, thumbs down. <laughs> she, she's giving All the right. thumbs up now. What they're trying to do is going to be this. This is going to be this story that me and Mark Levin and others that literally use the Democrats' own words, talking about a coup, riled up people on the right who then got worried and therefore were at fault for the response to the Democrats' calls for a coup. 
and this have somehow had something to do with it. Guaranteed, that's their angle. Guaranteed. I hate lawsuits. I hate them. I have been, I got bit by a guy. I'm not kidding. You ever see the scar on my face? Growing up, I did. I don't sue anybody for any until you take advantage of your power to disparage my good name. If you dare put that's a warning now, make libelous comments trying to attach me to some lunatics talking about a kidnapping plot. I will. There is no length I won't go to make sure that you you are put out of business completely, personally too. Don't you dare. Now, again, using the Democrats' own words against them, despite the fact that they'll do no honest reporting on this at all, we've spoken about the Transition Integrity Project, their calls for a street fight, their calls for execution of their opponents. I've showed you actual texts of people involved with the Democrat Party impeachment calling for a coup and a rebellion. Their words, again, not mine. Here is Nancy Pelosi, again, who is really earning the name Crazy Nancy, in her own words yesterday now, calling for an advancement and invocation of the 25th Amendment and a panel just weeks before an election to get rid of the president. That's what the 25th Amendment is about. Physical and mental incapacity of the president. It's a way to remove him because if he's physically or mentally incapable, they need him, you know, they need to get the vice president taken charge and the secession chain is invoked. Here is Nancy Pelosi, Crazy Nancy, actually calling for the 25th Amendment and for a panel to determine if it's necessary right now. Tell me again how we're all crazy and it's the Democrats who are not. This is a, this is another, there's, this is the coup. Here it is in action again. Check this out. When we hear people saying I'm, I'm young and I'm a perfect specimen instead of addressing the fact that what 50,000 people were uh, infected, reported to be infected yesterday, nearly 1,000 people died. What are we talking about here? Tomorrow, by the way, tomorrow, come here tomorrow. We're going to be talking about the 25th Amendment. Ladies and gentlemen, this is insane. She was just on the TV just a few minutes ago. That was from yesterday. She was on today actually talking about a panel to remove the president of the United States for a physical or mental incapacitation. This is insane. This is absolutely insane. Is Davey Alba going to write a story about how insane this is? Do you understand if the shoe was on the other foot and when Paul Ryan was the Speaker of the House, if he were to give a formal press conference on removing Barack Obama via the 25th Amendment, can you, uh, I I know, right? Can you even imagine the hilarity that would ensue in the meet? They would lose their minds. They'd be like, Ryan needs to be removed immediately. If McCarthy did that now, Kevin McCarthy, who's the minority leader now, can you imagine? But when Democrats openly talk about coups, removing a duly elected president for a physical or mental incapacitation that doesn't exist by any rational measure, that's a coup. It's an attempt to seize power for no legitimate legal reason, otherwise known as a coup. Nobody even bats an eyelash. Like, oh, it's Pelosi, so it's okay. We're liberals after all. We're activists. Where's the Davy Alba story on that? Again, if she writes the story fairly, I'll cover it. I'll link to it. Guaranteed she will. Absolutely guaranteed. 
They'll pin this on us too, that we're getting people, the story will be Republicans pounce on Pelosi trying to remove the president of the United States in a soft coup with them. That'll be the story. 100% guaranteed. All right, speaking of the election, let me get to my third sponsor, Job Creators Network. Ladies and gentlemen, it's go time now. Time for talk is over. You got to show up. This is going to be my next segment. This is actually a perfect segue, unplanned, but a perfect segue. It's a base election now, folks. It's as simple as that. We cannot leave one Trump voter on the sidelines. If we get independence, great. If we can get them, great. We have to get out and GOTV, get out the vote right now. We're weeks away. Voting has already started in some states. I've already voted, so did, so did Paula. Early in vote, uh, uh, excuse me, and if you live in Ohio, early in-person voting begins 28 days before the election in Arizona, 27 days. I need you to go today. This is imperative, important, critical right now. Go to keepamericaamerica.com. Here's what they'll do for you. They will get you involved, number one, if you choose, however you choose to get involved, a lot or a little, That's it's up to you. But they will get you the most trusted, up-to-date voting information. While you're there, please commit to take one person to the polls, just one. Or help them get a mail-in ballot, whatever they need, need a ride to the polls, help them do it. The 2016 election was decided by thousands of votes, not millions. And 300,000 of you across the country have already gone. That's a big number to keep AmericaAmerica.com. But we need to get to a million or more. Make this the biggest get-out-the-vote effort in conservative history. Don't wait. Make it one the liberal media cannot ignore. Do a little. Do a lot. Do your part, whatever's comfortable for you. But find out how you can help by going to KeepAmericaAmerica.com. That's KeepAmericaAmerica.com. All right, we're back. That was the perfect uh, sponsor for this story. Totally unintended, by the way, the segue, but uh, apropos nonetheless. So after the Trump... Biden debate a couple weeks ago, I did an appearance on Hannity, which of course, you know, liberal lunatics like Seth, Seth Meyer, is his name? I'm really, I'm not, I don't know his name. I'm not trying to be silly, but is it Seth Meyer? He's apparently a, a late night uh, uh, comedian guy. Oh, well, I did an appearance on Hannity, which this late night comedian used to poke fun um, at me and Fox and elsewhere after the debate, <laughs> because the media narrative, you know, the media specializes in disinformation was that Trump got destroyed in the debate in the debate biden did so well trump's interruptions were too much and that everybody hated it my point i made on hannity right after the debate which again seth myers and others in the media and the leftist media uh poked fun at and we'll see who's right after the election my point was that trump won the debate handily and that the media folks just didn't understand the strategy now will the strategy work i'm not sure again we'll know after the election but there's no question if you're a savvy political observer, I'm not trying to get engaged in self-praise here. I just, I've run for office. They haven't. They don't know what it's like. They don't, they, I've debated so many times. I, I mean, I've lost count of all the debates I did in my three <laughs> uh, campaigns for office. I mean, seriously, it's yeah, in like never, the 20s or 30s. <laughs> yeah, Joe, I mean, that's how I met Joe. I mean, every, yes. I, I've done so many debates. You, you get savvy to what people are doing. Strategies they're trying to implement. What Trump was trying to do in the first debate was crystal clear. He, his team has acknowledged at this point, this is what I spoke about on Hannity, they made fun of, that this is clearly at this point a base election. In other words, they're not ignoring independent voters or persuadable voters at this point. They're not doing that. They're figuring at this point that, please, this is really important to understand. There are roughly 45, 46% of the electorate right now 
that's been consistent in their approval rating for Trump. So we've got a 45 score, right? We need to beat Biden. Biden probably has, I don't know, right now on approval rating, who knows, between 45 and 50. He's beating Trump in a lot of the polls. What the Trump team has figured out is that that 5 to 10% of people that still hasn't decided, many of them may break Biden for a number of reasons. The media won't let up on, there's a lot of just reasons out there. They can't get past a lot of stuff. But the Trump team has figured that if turnout, say, in a presidential election is like 55% of the electorate, if they can bump that or, or 60 or so, if they can bump that up dramatically and pull out people who haven't voted in three or four election cycles, but who love Trump and can dig out every single Trump voter and get them to go and, and pull them out and get them to go to the poll, if they can get every single Trump voter they need to out in a get out the vote effort, that there's probably enough votes to add to that 45% if, say, 80% of people show up to vote Trump in contrast to mm. another election where, say, 60% of Republicans would show up to vote for the Republican nominee. You get that? Yeah. They figured that out. So what I admire about the strategy, even if it doesn't work, is Trump is now all in with the conservative movement. All in. He's doing things right now that appeal to his base, figuring it's base versus base. The independents are nice, but... They're secondary right now. Right now, I need all the conservatives to show up. So mm-hmm. what is he doing? Pressing forward with Amy Coney Barrett, moving forward on Spygate, you know, moving forward with uh, basically conservative attacks on Biden. He's doing things that appeal to his base. But what he also did in the debate, which again, they made fun of me for, which is okay, it's part of the business, is they didn't understand that what Trump was trying to do to Biden was to surgically detach him from his base, which is increasingly the radical left. And how do you do that? You get Biden to take positions that'll turn off his base so his base voters don't show up, which is exactly what he got them to do. He got Biden to disavow his call for fracking bans. The left loves that. He got Biden to, uh, he was talking about Biden's comments about calling young black youth in the street arrested predators. You think the radical left wants to hear that? He got Biden to disavow, in many respects, Bernie Sanders. Folks, I just ask you for a moment. I don't want to repeat the show, but it's important now because other people are now coming around to this. After I said it, who were like poking fun at me. Joe Biden. Joe Biden needs those radical leftists to show up. As Trump further detaches them, I ask you to put yourself in their shoes. You're a Tea Partier. You're a conservative. You're a libertarian out there. And Donald Trump during a debate, Biden gets Trump to say, you know what? I'm really pro-choice. You know what? I'm really for tax hikes after the election. All of a sudden, this stuff may appeal to some Democrats who would then vote for Trump, but the Republican base would leave in droves and this is a base election. That's what Trump got Biden to do, to disavow the equivalent of the Tea Party on the left. How did everybody miss that? Pence did the same thing. He got Kamala Harris to look into the camera and say, we are not going to ban fracking. You think the left wants to hear that? By the way, they are going to ban fracking, but that's a whole other story. It's beautifully done. Other folks coming around to this too. Watch the examiner piece in the show notes. If you want to access the show notes, bongino.com slash newsletter. The newsletter is the show notes. Please subscribe. We'll send you these articles. 
their politics editor in the Washington Examiner, W. James uh, Annal III. Trump trailing in polls, bets on his base. Exactly. I don't know why it was funny when I said it two weeks ago. Hey, listen, hey, trust me, brothers and sisters out there, it's not, nobody's victims. It's not a poor me. They were making fun of me on late night TV. Oh, go for it. Go for it. Again, we buy ink by the barrel too. We're happy to fight back. It always leads to better ratings on our show anyway. Um, it's not a poor me. It's just, I just find it interesting that now that the Washington Examiner, a pretty mainstream, respected outlet for news, is picking up the story that now it's considered like doctrinaire political opinion. Yet when I said it literally on debate night, everybody thought it was hilarious. This also explains a lot. The, this is a base election theory and that Trump is trying to detach Biden from his base while he caters to his. It explains a ton. It explains this soundbite by Joe Biden yesterday, which is stirring up a ton of controversy about his non-answer answer about packing the Supreme Court. Check out this absurdity. They'll know my opinion of court packing when the election is over. Now, look, I know it's a great question, y'all, and I don't blame you for asking. But you know, the moment I answer that question, the headline in every one of your papers will be about that. Other than, other than focusing on what's happening now. The election what? has begun. There's never been a court appointment once. That was a real begun. answer. Biden just told the media, I will tell you what I'm going to do about packing the Supreme Court after the election. You guys can all plant one on my caboose. Pucker up. Right here. Right here. Let me drop them. Right on my caboose. Plant one. Have you ever, ever heard a presidential candidate about a more consequential decision? The destruction of the Supreme Court by adding judges over and over till you get your outcomes, destroying any credibility the Supreme Court would ever have. You're destroying one of the three branches of government. The Supreme Court, the highest court in the land in a supposedly independent judiciary. You're, just, you're talking about destroying and decimating their credibility from this point on. And you won't answer the question if you're going to do it till after the election. Now, a lot of commentators have said to themselves, well, why won't he answer that question? It seems to be doing a lot of political damage as even leftist reporters now are like, hey, Joe, you deserve the voters before an election to tell them if you're going to destroy the Supreme Court. Right, Joe, fair enough. I'm, 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 I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm mm -hmm. just throwing yeah. that out there. Yeah, babe. Fair question for the election. You're going to destroy the Supreme Court? Well, I'll tell you after you vote for me. It's really not a satisfactory answer. But why won't he answer now that even the leftist media is like, hey, this probably doesn't sound right. Let's go back to story one here. This is a base election. What is Biden's base? I know it's hard for my conservative listeners to get into the mind of radical leftists because you're sane and smart and they're stupid and not sane. <laughs> but if you allow yourself to be stupid and insane for a moment, you'll figure out that what they want, because they're realizing Amy Coney Barrett will likely be confirmed to the Supreme Court, is that the only way to get around a court representative of the people, people voted for Republican Senate, they got a conservative court. That's what the people voted for. The only way around is to destroy the court and pack it. That's what the radical leftist base wants. Biden knows that's what they want. Biden is now a little bit hip to what Trump is doing. 
detaching him from his leftist base. Biden knows the ultimate surgical detachment from his leftist base will be acknowledging that he's not going to pack the court. So he won't do it. And he's just going to continue to obfuscate. You get it? The minute he says he won't pack the court, forget it. Radical leftist base enthusiasm in a base election for Biden goes down the drain. That's why he won't say anything. This all is related. All of it. All right, I can't do anything back into this Spygate stuff because this is this is great. This is great. Hat tip again, 2-7. The great 2-7-9er, the greatest source in the history of sources, was a key component of all three of my books, Spygate, Exonerated, and my new one, Follow the Money, which moved up again. We were at five. Now we're back to four again on um, Amazon today. So thank you. You all are really awesome. Let me get to my um, last sponsor and then we'll cover this block because it's really, really good. It's going to sum up what the whole thing's about. Our final sponsor today are friends at iTarget. Innocent people are sadly falling victim to crime, intimidation, and they're being forced to fend for themselves because Democrats on the left are defunding the police or trying to in many places. When the government can or won't protect your family, self-defense is the only option, but most of us don't have the time to consistently train, plus ammo gets expensive. That's why iTarget Pro was invented. My opinion, it is the single best training device out there outside of live firing at the range. What is it? It's a proprietary app and a laser round you insert in the firearm you have now. No manipulation necessary. Whatever firearm you have, they likely have the round for you. Put it in there. It emits a laser. It's not live. And it comes with a target. And now you'll know when you're dry firing. Dry firing means firing a weapon that is safely unloaded. You'll know where the round would have landed on the target because the laser emits up. It emits the laser round emits a laser iTarget comes in all the major calibers, 223, 556, so you can stay sharp with almost any firearm you can train all day if you'd like. People love this product. The reviews are spectacular. Today, you can get 10% off plus free shipping with the offer code DAN. This makes a great gift, by the way, for the firearm owner in your life too. My father loves it. This is the single smartest way for you to practice and hone your skills with your firearm today. It pays for itself in just a few days of practice. You don't need to go to the range. You don't need to expend any live ammo. Go to itargetpro.com and use offer code Dan. That's the letter, itargetpro.com, offer code Dan, itargetpro.com, offer code Dan. You're going to love this. All right, um, moving on. So let me get the bottom line up front here. Folks, this whole Spygate setup of Donald Trump, was this a setup? Was he framed the entire time? The answer is obviously yes. But here's the big question. This whole case started because the FBI was just looking for a reason and John Brennan to tie Trump, we now know this, to the Russian alleged hacking of the DNC. How do we know this? Because John Brennan told the FBI Hillary Clinton was trying to do that. Mm-hmm. That's step one in understanding this. The FBI knew because of John Brennan telling them that Hillary Clinton wanted to invent a Trump collusion with the Russian scandal. The only way Hillary could do that is with the FBI's help. But did the FBI knowingly comply with that demand as far back as May of 2016 and actively engage in a setup takedown of the Trump team? Folks, What starts this whole thing off, obviously, is Hillary's plan and plot to tie Trump to the Russians. 
but they needed to get some evidence to move forward. So what starts it off is this Australian diplomat on May 10th in London meets with George Papadopoulos, who's a member of the Trump team. That sets off this whole chain of events. At that meeting in London on May 10th of 2016, it's alleged that Downer passes on to Elizabeth Dibble from our embassy that, hey, we met with this Trump team guy and he said all this crazy stuff about, you know, Hillary Clinton's emails and Russia trying to help the Trump campaign. The FBI is like, wow, look, we got what we needed. You following me, Armacost? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but what if that meeting with the Australian diplomat was a setup the whole time? Covered a little bit last week, but I'm going to add some stuff today and it's going to open your eyes. So the head of the FBI's counterintel division that covers, that does this stuff, he's the, he, only, he has two people on top of him, Jim Comey and Andy McCabe, the deputy director. The guy's name is Bill Prystep. The meeting with Downer in London, in London with Papadopoulos, which we've been told just happened. You know, oh gosh, it just happened. I don't know. We, was this a setup? Who was in London at the exact same time? Hmm. Let's go back to this email I showed you last week. Was Bill Prystep from the FBI in London the exact same day this setup went down? Here's his own email. Look, E.W. Prystep. Sir, he's emailing Andy McCabe. That's his boss. I will be out of town next week. And so I wanted to provide you my initial thoughts. This email was sent Friday, May 6, 2016. (laughs) Oh, boy. Kind of explains, too, why Bob Mueller got the date wrong about the Papadopoulos meeting in his report. He got the date wrong. Why do these guys keep getting dates wrong? Bob Mueller's report, he writes Papadopoulos meets Downer on May 6th. No, that happened on May 10th. Why would he write that? Maybe because Mueller knew Price Step was in London next week after May 6th? And maybe Mueller doesn't want you to know that the FBI may have been supervising this whole meet the whole time. Well, how do we know Price Step was in London the next week? Maybe he was just lying in his email. Well, we have the texts of his subordinate, Peter Stroke, who works for Price Step, where he's texting his girlfriend, Lisa Page, an FBI lawyer, and he says this in a text. I don't know that Bill will read it before he gets back from London next week. Sent the fourth. Of May 2016. Oh. Oh. Oh, boy. That sounds awfully bad. Yeah. Is FBI supervising this whole setup? You may say, oh, gosh. I don't know, Dan. Just a coincidence that the head of the FBI's division that's investigating Trump for a collusion hoax that doesn't exist just conveniently happens to be in London when the whole setup of Papadopoulos goes down where they invent the collusion hoax that doesn't exist. Remember these old texts I showed you? Because the FBI has consistently told us, no, that's not possible that we were involved in the setup here. The downer Papadopoulos meeting, which was the setup. Because we didn't even find out about this until late, you know, late July, this downer meeting. Really? That's interesting because Price Step was in London. And then here's Peter Stroke's text on May 10th, the day the actual meeting goes down. He's texting his girlfriend, Lisa Page. Page is outbox, stroke is inbox. This is when the meeting's going down, May 10th. Because they're dedicated to this case. How did that come to you? Overheard, redacted, planned to tell deputy director as grist for his call to get Carlin to take it seriously. 
I neither told nor invited Jones. I know. You need to find out how he knew. I talked to Andy about it. He's out permanently. He will discuss with Bill. Let me translate that for you. On the day Papadopoulos meets Downer, his uh, Peter Stroke's boss, who's investigating Trump, is in London the day the meeting goes down in London. And Stroke is texting his girlfriend that we need some, quote, grist for Carlin. Grist for Carlin? Who's Carlin? John Carlin was the Department of Justice's head of the National Security Division at the time. They're looking to give him some grist? Who also was John Carlin before he had that position? He was Bob Mueller's chief of staff. Is John Carlin read in on this setup too? And they're trying to get him some, quote, grist for this collusion hoax by setting up Papadopoulos with Downer? Convenient explanation for boy Bob Mueller gets the date wrong, air quotes, in his report. He keeps indicating in his report that the Papadopoulos meeting, which we know happened May 10th, happened on May 6th. He's just lying because he doesn't want you to know about these texts on May 10th. And he doesn't want you to know that the FBI was in London the entire time this thing was going down. Oh, it gets even better. Look at these other texts here. Again, the day after now. You can see the date here. Here's Strokes inbox, outbox. He's texting his girlfriend, FBI lawyer Lisa Page. Here's May 11th, the following day. Remember this one? He says, I have definitely talked to, I have to talk to Andy and John and George about the urgency if he hasn't. I spoke to David. He's talking about probably David Laufman. Can explain later. I tried to communicate the same thing to him. That's a DOJ attorney. I got a, we're waiting on the next version of affidavit from you. I'm certain there are other things that can be prepped. Page responds back, deputy director calling state now. Stroke responds, ooh, I want to hear about it. You already talked to redacted? So they're very concerned about some operation that's going on, so much so that Lisa Page tells Stroke that, hey, Andy McCabe, the deputy director, is calling the State Department now. What was that conversation about? Was it about the tip we already know, the air quotes tip Alexander Downer gave Elizabeth Dibble from our State Department about Papadopoulos? How, hey, this Trump guy's got information about collusion with the Russians. Was this a setup the whole time between the State Department and the FBI? Certainly makes this CNN article, given that this meeting happened in London in May of 2016, Quite the more interesting, doesn't it? This is a CNN article from April 14th of 2017. British intelligence passed Trump Associates communications with Russians onto U.S. counterparts. CNN politics, April 14th, 2017. Makes that article a lot more interesting, doesn't it? And don't you find it extra super weird? That the chief of station for our CIA in London at the time this setup went down was Gina Haspel, who's the current CIA director, who current reporting indicates is terrified about all this stuff coming out and is blocking the release of some of these documents. What are the chances that the chief of station for our own CIA in London did not know about this? Zero. Explains why she doesn't want any of this out there. 
All right, what else? We got? Oh, all right. Let's finish with this one because this is a this is a great show. On a on a um, I don't want to say on a good note, but on a more ridiculous note, you know, um, woke woke cancel culture is basically destroying the fabric of American society. You know that. But I saw this story. I don't know if you all caught this. You know, Yelp. They do consumer reviews. You know, you go to a restaurant. Yeah, you can do yeah. like for anything, right? Paul, like a business, a gutter cleaner. We had the worst gutter cleaner ever in our, didn't even clean the gutters and they're leaking again. So you can go to Yelp and you can critique the business or praise them. There's a lot of great businesses around my neighborhood too. So Yelp, and, and this is a, Joe, I think we should place this if we had a series of file draws in the, mm -hmm. what the hell could possibly go wrong file? <laughs> Yelp has decided this consumer review site to do this, this is from their Twitter account. It's not a joke. This is real. It's not a story at the Babylon Bee. Yelp has decided to institute a racist behavior alert on their Yelp page. Not a joke. What? This is Yelp. This is their verified what? Twitter account. It says, now when a business gains attention for reports of racist conduct, Yelp will place a new business accused of racist behavior alert on their Yelp page to inform users along with a link to a news article where they can learn more. Holy Moses. Ladies and gentlemen, again, we don't have a file drawer in my small office here. We keep the studio small for a reason. If we had a file drawer, this is in the, what the hell could possibly go wrong? Oh my, everything could go wrong. Joe, you're intimately familiar, sadly, with snowflake wall culture because we're not yeah. a part of it. We comment on it yeah. every day. Let's just imagine the first snowflake social justice warrior walks into a Starbucks and doesn't have enough milk in his latte. And, you know, mommy gave him some money. He's going to rush home with his latte to sit in his basement <laughs> and plan his next BLM yeah, rally, right? Uh -huh. yep. What happens when he doesn't get that? You know oh. exactly what's going to happen. He's going to go to yep. Yelp yep. and he's going to put in this is definitely a racist location. Now, a couple yep. of things. I had a few notes on this. That's I want right. to get out. I got to turn the page because, sorry. What could go wrong, number one? Latte, not enough milk in your latte. That'll be number two. You'll definitely be a racist. Number three, the solution to this will be once you're accused on Yelp of being a racist business, you will probably have to pay off a group, Al Sharpton's group or whatever, to come in and say you're not racist. And, and then you'll have to pay also some critical race theory trainers to come in and train your staff how to put more milk in the latte. But the fourth thing will be, which will be very damaging, this is not a joke, the lawsuits that will stem from this will never stop. Can you imagine if you're a business again, you're serving someone who's Hispanic or, or black or Asian, you have a legitimate business grab. It's nothing to do with their race or ethnicity, nothing. You're a mechanic. The guy's belligerent. He wants, wants a better price you can't give him. And he'd say they go to the site and say, oh, this is definitely racist. Ladies and gentlemen, the lawsuits will be endless. I don't know what Yelp thought they were doing here, but this will end in just absolute disaster, no doubt. Um, I, I do have I do have one more. Can we do the video, the, the NBC video? Let's do that one. One more quick thing before we run for the week. Um, you know my show is available on video on Rumble. You also know I am a uh, an equity holder in Rumble. It is a the the YouTube alternative now. We do not censor content for politics, and we're proud to say that. My account's available at rumble.com slash Bongino. I want to welcome with open arms all of the great conservative content producers whose videos are now available on Rumble. There's no reason for you to go to YouTube. I Listen, do you, I can't tell you what to do. I'm just saying stop supporting people. Google owns YouTube that don't support us. 
I really hope you watch my show on Rumble. Again, we're rumble.com slash Bongino. But who else just came over? The great Dinesh D'Souza. Diamond and Silk, happy to have you. All right. Buck Sexton, Joe Pags, Tony Katz, Rob Carson. They're all coming over now, ladies and gentlemen, because they don't want to be censored anymore by YouTube. And we're happy and honored to have them. So thank you all for coming over. All right. Uh, on that note, before we go, I just want to show you a quick video on Media Bites. This will make you laugh. Is this the Free Beacon? This is Free Beacon who put this together. I watched the Free Beacon. Oh, this was the MRC? No, no, the MRC was the other one. This is the Free Beacon. I'm pretty sure. So NBC had a town hall with Joe Biden and the town hall was advertised, showing you again, which kind of sandwiches nice at the beginning of the show, how ridiculous the media's become. They highlighted this, Joe, and advertised it as a bunch of undecided voters in a town hall who were trying to decide <laughs> on either Biden or Trump. Now, Joe's seen this video. This is a great video. I'm pretty sure this is a free beacon. They put together a montage of the same people they're claiming are undecided. You'll hear them going back and forth on NBC panels earlier telling you how they'd already decided how they were going to vote for Biden. Again, uh, another reason why the media has the credibility of a speckled toad sloth, if that's <laughs> even a real thing. I'm not sure, but if it is, that's the credibility of the media. These are NBC's own prior panels with the same undecided voters telling you they've decided not to vote for Trump. Check this out. This is great. Welcome back. Welcome back, Miami. And the town hall meeting with former Vice President Joe Biden taking questions from undecided voters. Peter Gonzalez has next question. Uh, welcome to Miami, Mr. Vice President. Um, I was born in Hartford, Connecticut, and I've been living in Coral Gables for the last 20 plus years. We get four more years of Trump. Good luck. And good luck with the future attracting younger voters. Let's go to Ismail Eliano, who voted for Hillary Clinton four years ago, but has voted Republican in the past. What's your question for Mr. Biden? Hi, Mr. Vice President. Things uh, you know, that, that, that Joe Biden said during his speech that resonated with me was, you know, what defines America's possibility. Mayor Mateo Gomez joins us now. Uh, First-time voter came to the U.S. from Colombia at age two. Welcome. Spent a lot of time in Colombia. Thank you, Lester, for the introduction. After watching the debate, Mateo Gomez told us he really didn't feel like he got a whole lot out of it, and it really did not do a lot to help him. If you had to pull the trigger and vote for someone tomorrow, how would you vote? Probably Biden, in this sense. It would be one, because just how unpresidential the whole entire debate was. This is classic, classic media nonsense. They advertised to you a town hall of undecided voters who were on their own network, their own network, days earlier, telling you they've already decided. And again, we're all supposed to take these people seriously, like we're supposed to take Davey Alba seriously. Unreal. Unbelievable. Greatest clip ever. Greatest clip ever. All right, folks, thanks again for sticking with us this week. Um, it's been a tough week, been a lot to handle. Um, I'm good. I feel good. I'm optimistic. You know, I had a rough uh, flight back yesterday. It kind of all settles down. You start thinking about stuff, but, you know, it's all right. It'll all be good. I just didn't want to leave you in the, in the wind without doing shows. So we don't like to skip work, and it keeps me occupied. So I appreciate all your support. Uh, the emails and the parlor posts and the tweets and the Facebook messages are really touching. You all are in the cards. You're just amazing. You really are. And I'll never, ever forget it. So thank you. Uh, please subscribe to my show, rumble.com slash Bongino. And um, if you wouldn't mind, I know it's a lot to ask. I didn't do a lot of PR on it again this week. So, But if you spread the word on the book, I, I put a lot of work into it. 
I really think it's my best one yet. And uh, I think it'll really tie this whole thing together in a way you haven't heard before, this whole scandal against Trump. My new book, Follow the Money, where I trace the money trail all the way back. The Soros chapter's got a lot of people spinning their wheels too. So Follow the Money, available today, right now in your bookstore, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, wherever you get your books. Please check it out. I appreciate it. I'll see you all next week. Thanks a lot. Good day, sir. You just heard Dan Bongino.